Beyond the, Beyond the Headlines. This is World Insight. Hello and welcome to World Insight with me, Tian Wei. Initially considered a form of self-defense, judo today is a universal sport with over 200 national federations and five continental unions. It's an important competition at the ongoing 19th Asian Games. The martial art inspires the world through its focus and discipline. The Director General of the International Judo Federation values the significance of the judo as a sport, both for individuals and society's future. I recently talked to him. He shared with me his story with China, and he weighed in on the potential of this sport. What have you learned about uh, Hangzhou, for example, the place where the Asian Games held this time? My first touch with China was in 2008, organizing judo at the Beijing Olympics. And after that, every single year from the World Mind Games to judo championships of all levels, it's been a pleasure to work together with the Chinese people. And what I can tell you, not just about the city, but about the culture of the population, is it's incredible and exciting to see the love for sport, the love to participate in sport, and of course, to organize great sporting events, to allow the world to see the beauty of the Chinese culture, experience, of course, the culinary delights, and most importantly, to participate in high-performance competitive sport with the target of winning gold at the Asian Games this time. I know in your part of the world, you also have fascinating culinary art. I really wonder, as sportsmen and also as the uh, DG of the Federation of Judo, how much advice you would give to the sportsmen and women? Um, specifically speaking of, of Chinese food, for me, also the, the link to the uh, meta understanding of food. Specifically, I've been offered to eat the eyes of fish for the first time in my life in China <laughs> to give me vision and direction. Um, it was it was great to, to push me to my limits and to understand, of course, that food has a link to humanity and to sport, of course. Not only does it give us nutritional power to be stronger and to be able to perform at our highest ability, but also it links people. It links people to be able to discuss, to share ideas, to share experiences. Uh, you know, experience all these beautiful food while at the same time maintain the level of weight they need to. It's a very difficult task. It is very difficult, but of course, discipline is the key. So regardless if we're speaking about sport performance or about professional business performance, discipline is the key to humanity's excellence. Discipline means doing the thing that you know is right, even if it's difficult. Say no to whatever meal at whatever time or going to train, going to work out, going to sweat, doing the things that maybe necessarily don't give you pleasure in that moment, but having the discipline to see it through. So the advice is study the values of judo, practice also physical sport, be disciplined and live a happy, healthy life. Many of the sports uh, such as martial arts and judo are very much related to philosophies, to way of living in people's heart. It's not just a physical exercise. So how do you see the inner strength and the outer performance of this beautiful sport? I completely agree with you that the sports that we do have to be from within. They have to have the passion inspiring a fire inside of you to go forward and to excel in that sport. And if you're not a professional athlete, to excel in life. In judo, being physically strong is not enough. You have to be mentally strong, of course, and socially strong to be able to play the game with your opponent and to 
see which is a better chess player in the sense of strategical analysis, reaction, and action. The principle of judo is maximum efficiency, minimum effort, which means that you need to train your mind, you need to train your body, you need to be physically strong. And of course, because there are weight categories, you have to be very disciplined also with what you consume in order to get your nutrition at an optimal level to perform. You have been a practitioner of martial arts yourself, isn't it? Back in the 1990s, you're already winning the black belt. So to you, you know, what has been this transformation process? Learning the techniques and now becoming ever more strengthened by the inner beauty of this sport. What has been this transformation process like for you personally? I want to begin by saying that I was forced as a kid with a whip. <laughs> To do martial arts, so it wasn't a it wasn't a happy and friendly decision. It was very difficult, but it taught me discipline, which goes back to what we spoke about. As I progressed through life, I can tell you I would not be the person I am today, nor personally in my personal life, nor professionally in my professional life. Being at you know a young age, reaching the international development role, which I have in the past and then currently had it not been for martial arts and for judo. These sports, these combat sports, built the foundation of who I am as a person. And I can honestly say that every day in every boardroom and every discussion and every meeting, they remind me that we're human. Martial arts teach us that we are human. No matter where we're coming from, no matter what backgrounds we have, when we meet on the tatami to compete against each other, with the values represented of friendship and courtesy and respect, being friends before a match and, of course, after a match, reinforces the humanity inside all of us and reminds us that our requirement while we're here on this earth is to contribute and not to drain and to take away, but rather to give, to give as much happiness and as much positivity to all the people around us. And I can tell you, with all my honesty that the person I am today is a clear result of the martial arts and the judo that I've had in my life. Talking about martial arts, it comes in so many different forms. You know this is so well, Mr. Director General. It comes in judo, it also comes in uh, you know, kung fu and many other different styles. I remember um, a Chinese uh, kung fu star called Bruce Lee. He said one famously, be water, my friend, meaning trying to be flexible, resilient, and transparent, all at the same time, have a clear mind as well. I know many of these philosophy also crucial element of judo as well. How do you, you know, as a young learner decades ago, until today as the director general of the Judo Association, trying to learn from other sports and be able to strengthen judo the sport itself always along the way. People have referred to me as water in my life for a long time. And I always say that the one thing you need to tell to the kids and to the youth is always be a sponge, my friend. As in always suck as much information from the environment as possible to contribute to your ether, to contribute to your, your consciousness and to contribute to your space. Now, I had the pleasure, of course, of organizing the World Combat Games in 2013 in St. Petersburg. And I had the pleasure of working with the World Ushu Federation. 
uh, or mm. Kung Fu or a different form of Kung Fu. And with Jiu-Jitsu, Aikido, Karate, Judo, Kickboxing, Wrestling, Savat, Sumo, yeah. wow. Sambo. And I can tell you that as, as a martial arts family, of course, we contribute to one another and we develop with one another because we have a similar foundation of respecting one another and this basis. Sport needs to be united and the festival now at the Asian Games. This is a, a, a celebration, a celebration of sport, a celebration of health and unity and humanity united. All sports can learn from each other and the sports that are Olympic sports have a competitive advantage because they have been able to be on the highest stage every four years with the Olympic Games since whenever they inscribed. The Asian Games gives this opportunity to the sports that are non-Olympic, like Ushu, which you mentioned before. And I think that having the same stage and allowing to take the best from all the different sports, understanding that we are a family and a team of sports that's competing for the attention of the youth, trying to take them away from TV and shows and school and music and learning and whatever, whatever takes up the 24 hours of their life. We understand that as sport, we need to be united. We need to make sports funner. We need to include gamification. You have to include all the things that are required to attain, attract, and retain the attention of the youth to make sports cool for them to participate in. And that's something that we can only do together. And that's something that the Asian Games, together with the Olympic Council of Asia and the leadership of that uh, organization, as well as the local organizing committee of the Asian Games and the city and the news media outlets and the media and the supporters and the partners, together during this festival of peace and sport and unity, we need to magnify that message, learn from each other, and continue to promote the participation of the youth in sport. You know, when the economies are doing very well, tremendous investment and attention going to sports industry. But now when almost every economy begins to suffer at different extent, uh, it can be challenging for sports federations, for sports events. How do you as the DG of the Judo Federation think about creative ways and also rallying spirit to bring all resources together? When the economy is doing bad, there's one thing that you need to invest more in, and that's in sport. Because sport will give the humanity and the population what they need in order to take out stress from their life and to get a little bit of happiness. Now, of course, there are two aspects to this coin. I mentioned to you that in judo, we have the coin that is to produce revenue, which is TV sponsorship contracts, marketing agreements, partnerships with different brands, with a huge exposure on our big events around the world. And the other side is donating that money because we're nonprofit organizations for judo for good and helping humanity. The similar cases with the government. There's a clear correlation that if the youth is doing sport and participating in sport and interested in sport, they will be healthier for longer and less give a burden to insurance programs and national health care at their later stages in life. So economically speaking, it makes sense to promote sport purely from the understanding that if you have a healthy population, they will be more responsible, will produce more for the economy and for their society and for their community and be less of a drain in the later years of their life. Uh, as you know, Mr. Director General, uh, judo athletes, uh, they are quite special compared to their counterparts of different sports. 
in terms of how their future is likely to be designed. You know, what's going to be the next stage of their career after they graduate from the professional sports, uh, uh, sports life. So about that, how do you and your team work with them to create hope for the future? Uh, I don't think it's about creating hope. I think it's about benefiting off of their core values they've learned and practiced. And maybe a little bit selfish in this, but I love to hire only judo people. And I love to hire only sports people because I know they're disciplined, they're dedicated, they're hardworking. They know that when something needs to be done by a certain time, it can be done. So specifically now, not to go into a huge ambiguous discussion, we have the IGF Academy where we train all the professional judo athletes, how they can work post-career as coaches, as referees, as federation staff event organizers to help them in their professional field. And I, I again, I'm sure about the fact that hiring an athlete will give you a better rendition and a better result than not. This is World Inside with me, Tianwei. Coming up, women's sports journalists, trailblazers at the 19th Asian Games. Meet two of them up close, one from India and one from Iran. We had a wonderful conversation. Next. Climate Watch is CGTN Radio's new podcast focusing on the impact of climate change. We have conversations with people on the front line about this critical issue. Listen to Climate Watch on all major podcast platforms and join us in taking action to save the planet we call home. Such a pleasure to see my female journalist colleagues here at the Asian Games. Maybe you want to introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, my name is Uttara and uh, I work for a national newspaper called The Hindu in uh, India. I'm Hedia Khatibi, I'm from Iran. I work in Gold Daily newspaper and uh, Vardash.online news agency in Iran. And uh, I was hosting TV, but right now just I'm writing. Wonderful. It's great to see more and more female journalists are becoming the major scenes of the main press center. Isn't it? But yes, especially in sports because uh, you see political reporters in uh, women political reporters, women business reporters, but not too many in sports, but it's good that it's changing. Yes. We see more faces every time we come. Absolutely. For example, from India. Yes, India, uh, in fact, India has a lot of sport, women sports reporters in the last five, six years. There were, there were just about five or seven or ten when I started, but in the last five, seven years, uh, almost every every organization, whether it's television or website or newspaper, everyone has at least one woman reporter in sports, so that's good. And uh, will you feel lonely at the very beginning when there were almost no female sports reporter at the time? Not really. It's something that I like doing, and if you like what you do, then you don't really see how many people are there around you. You're enough. But you work your way up. I've been doing this for about 20 years now, so yeah, been there. Good for you. And what about for you, covering sports in Iran? Um, I cover all the sports, but especially in basketball, wrestling, and uh, volleyball. Our mm -hmm. uh, volleyball is a very good situation now. Uh, they try to be on uh, to be in on Olympic games, but uh, and uh, I think uh, it's necessary for a sport <laughs> women ride it and be here. You know what are some of the categories you are specifically looking at this time? Quite a few actually. Uh, 
I'm the only, I mean, we have a huge sports team uh, in my organization, but I'm the only female reporter. Uh, and I'm from, I'm based in New Delhi and there are just three of us. So we get to cover almost every sport, which is a great thing. Uh, but I mainly do hockey. I cover okay. hockey, uh, wrestling, very run is very strong. Yeah. <laughs> and a big rival for us. Uh, Kabaddi again, when you beat us last time, we won't let you beat this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least it's decided by the press. <laughs> no, uh, and uh, yes, there's badminton, there is uh, this cricket this time, which is obviously where India is the strongest. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of other sports, there's boxing, there's weightlifting, yeah. uh, there's table tennis, so quite a few of them. What about for you? The famous uh, Atik, uh, he'll come uh, here, um, I think, uh, next week. Hassan Yazdani. Mm -hmm. uh, Everybody knows. Got, yeah, he got the gold medal in uh, Olympic Games. Um, people in Iran love him. Uh, but uh, we have uh, uh, several uh, famous and nice uh, athletes in volleyball, Sayyid Mohammed Musavi. And the another one, Arsalan Kazami, in basketball. And they all of them try to uh, will be in Olympic Games. Right. And you guys also have very strong shooting games. Yeah, our shooting, uh, yeah, in uh, women, we are better in shooting. For example, Najma uh, Khedmati and uh, the other one. But uh, men uh, are better in wrestling and powerlifting. Okay, so um, when it comes to you doing your work, you know, running up to the athletes and the coaches, head delegations, was it easy to do interviews? See, at the end of the day, you are a professional and if you do your work properly and you act like a professional, then everyone respects you. It's, it's not really very difficult or different from uh, doing any other job, whether you're a female reporter or a male reporter. It's mainly about respect and I've always believed respect is something that uh, you create for yourself. If you behave uh, in a proper professional manner, the athlete always uh, they work reciprocates the entire thing. If you don't stay professional, they will not take you seriously. Was there still a moment that you remember you won the respect? Uh, there's not one specific moment. It's just that uh, a lot of these athletes, especially at the international level, they respect you a lot more when they see you every day covering uh, back home at the local levels, uh, when they are starting out, when they are playing in the local uh, domestic tournaments at home, when they are 13, 14, 15, when they start off. If you see, if they see you covering seriously at that time and you and you give them that respect as an athlete, they always remember. Yeah, it's like you grow with them. Exactly. It? That's an amazing feeling. And, and that is where the whole respect thing comes in because you, even when they are 13 or 14, if you respect them as a sports person, they always remember that about you. What about a memorable moment for you when covering events? In fact, our uh, athletes, if you know you, it's very nice and all the time have time, but if you, you don't know you, at the first it's difficult and take time. But uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I'm a journalist for long years, for uh, more than 15 years. Yes. Uh, and when I uh, ask them, uh, they are very nice. 
But uh, you know, uh, after the match and uh, in a specific time, I try to uh, not uh, ask them something. And after uh, some minutes, I uh, come and I don't have a bad memory. You know, for I have a lot of respect for sports journalists because you guys have to be there on time when the match begins, right? And everything's so accurate. And meanwhile, nice to be with those athletes who sometimes very frustrated, very exhausted. You have to work with them. Uh, they're nice people, a lot of them, but still a lot of stress. So how does that work out uh, with you uh, personally? I think that's where the whole respect thing comes. You, uh, even if you know someone very well, uh, you're very friends with someone, an athlete, uh, it's very important to know where to draw the line where to not cross the line yeah. and to understand as a journalist when an athlete is in uh, is disappointed or is frustrated or is in not a good mood and not go there and uh, and force questions on them or force them to answer i think that's where the professionalism and the respect part comes in and uh, if you uh, respect to treat them as a person, not just a subject, isn't exa it? Exactly, yeah. because at the end of the day, they are people. They I mean, they might be females, they might be world champions, but they are people, yeah. and they also have their emotions, they have their moods, they have their good and bad days, yeah. and you need to know when to stop. What about female athletes, particularly? <laughs> it's 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 funny actually because for me it's always been more difficult to talk to female athletes because no 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 me too yeah <laughs> because, because uh, no uh, in sports especially uh, a women athlete at least in India and uh, I'm not sure of Iran but I'm sure it's true everywhere uh, a women athlete goes through a lot more to reach this level so they are a lot more. Uh, they're all a lot more introvert, they're all a lot more protective of themselves and they don't uh, open up very easily, they don't talk to you very easily, they, they don't trust you very easily. Uh, it's not their fault, it's no. just that women How in general yeah. have to face a lot more than men, yeah. uh, whether it's in terms of the society or uh, the authorities, even the governments at a lot of time. Women athletes are always uh, are are not really given too much importance. So when they reach this level, they've faced so many uh, struggles. It becomes difficult for them to start opening up. But once they do, uh, I think women athletes are one of the loveliest people I've spoken to. I think um, like her, um, some uh, someone uh, trusts uh, us uh, hardly. But if uh, make a uh, best. Uh, decision in the right time, uh, the result will be better, I think. And uh, it depends on you and on your uh, your um, uh, the time of your working. Yeah. If we're working hard, they see it. Yeah. They know it. <laughs> you were covering in Rio de Janeiro the Summer Olympics, isn't it? Yeah, I've been there. And I had a very, uh, very good time because the a specific time it was the gold medal for uh, Hassan Yazani wrestling. They saved wow. our sport in that time <laughs> yeah. because we needed to gold medal in that time. And the atmosphere was great. The food, the hosting, and very good. And I had a 
uh, I, I had the opportunity to see uh, several uh, sports that um, I didn't have in my country. Nice. Yeah, for example, Cygnocyte and something like that. So what about coming here for the 19th Asian Games? How, what is your, you know, feel so far, you know, in a way? You are so friendly and I think uh, make a good atmosphere, feeling me positive energy. And I think in, uh, when I travel in Asia, I think in near our home, <laughs> but the another countries it's really uh, strange for me a bit, but it's, you know, I'm comfortable and I uh, work easily. Because a lot of people were, were quite taken by great surprise that there are a lot of female Iranian sports yeah, journalists. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was taken uh, you know, by great surprise. Because we work hard in our country and they respect us for that. And that's all the time we have for today. I'm Tian Wei on behalf of my team. Thanks for being with us. Thank you.